Yeah, keep it down over there. <laughs> um, only if they don't have tomatoes. The hecklers can only be in the front row if they don't have tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> All right. Um, the passage that I will be speaking on today is Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Oh. So um, during the school year, I happen to go to Boise a lot because it's only a half an hour away and they do have shopping. So, but um, when I'm there, I see these stickers on the back of the card that say the pursuit. And I'm always wondering, the pursuit of what? When I see pursuit, I think of some high speed car chase action movie where the police are going after a wild bandit. However, the pursuit is a church in Boise. I'm not sure what they're pursuing but they sure want to let everybody know that they're pursuing something. When I hear the word pursuit, I sometimes think the pursuit of happiness, like in the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. Or are we pursuing long life? Or husbands or wives or fast cars or loud motorcycles, good jobs, supermodels? Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> um, but in, um, in this passage, there's a different pursuit going on. Let's read that. So Philippians 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this is one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. Let those of us then who are mature to be of the same mind, and if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. In this chapter, um, Paul, uh, in chapter three, Paul is writing a autobiography of sorts. In verses one through eleven, he talks about how great a Jew he was, how he never met a law he didn't know how to follow. He was circumcised, he followed every law, and he was the best of the best. 
um, but he, um, Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, and he changed how he, what he pursued. So now we come to verse 12, where he's talking to the Philippians about this goal that he is trying to reach. He's, um, he doesn't claim that he's reached the goal, but he's going to make it his own because Jesus Christ had made him his own. He was leaving all those things behind, pressing towards a goal, um, reaching and straining towards this goal. So he calls out to, to everyone else, let's go. Come on. We've got a goal to follow. And in uh, verse 15, it talks about there may be other people who may think differently, but God will, will reveal to them too. But if they're all the same mind, let them hold fast to what they have attained. So, what is it that Paul is pursuing? What is his pursuit? Um, it, he t talks about a heavenly prize. He's talking about reaching... Um, full communion with Christ, or to know or to become like Christ. And um, that is the goal that he's reaching for, which is the goal that we should all be reaching for, to know and to become like Christ. And Paul goes about this in a few ways. First, in verse um, 13, he talks about not getting, uh, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward. He doesn't get bogged by, down by his past. He forgets his failures um, for, and moves on in life. It's not that he's deleted his failures from his mind, he's still going to learn from them, but he's not going to let them get him down. He's going to keep on moving. He forgets his successes, in a way. It's not that he's not going to be happy about them. It's that he's not going to let himself get into that position where he says, I did this myself but he's going to keep on moving forward because he knows that um, Christ is with him. Looking behind only distracts you. Right now um, is the Tour de France season, and my parents watch it every night. And one of the things that really bothers me is when you see the sprinters going towards that line and then you see the guy in front looking behind. 
he's losing sight of his goal. He's looking back to see how far he's gotten. And he might actually run into a wall if he doesn't pay attention to the road. Um, so it's really important to not get bogged down by the past. So if you look behind, it's very hard to walk forward. Uh, the second thing he does is he presses on in verse 14. He says, I press on towards the goal of the prize of the heavenly. The future calls, the future goal calls him. It's, um, it's the future goal that calls him in pursuit of it. He may get a leg cramp along the way, but he keeps on going, straining, reaching. Um, and it's the same future goal that calls us into pursuit also. The third thing he does is he has one singular goal above all else. Sometimes those people with singular purposes generally destroy themselves. If we think about um, Captain Ahab and Moby Dick and the Count of Monte Cristo, they had a singular goal and they just kept on going. However, Paul's talking about people um, like athletes who train, who have a goal. Um, the Olympics are coming up and there are thousands of athletes all over the world who have trained for this very moment where they say, maybe I'll get another inch in that long jump. Maybe I'll get another... Um, they have one goal, to be the best, to get the gold, to keep on going. Um, and also, though, Paul doesn't forget that Jesus isn't there. Um, Paul isn't alone. Jesus has made him his own and basically clamped on and said, you're mine. Come along. And uh, so Paul, Paul doesn't make this journey on his own. He's being helped by the Savior. So that's what Paul does. So what does this mean for us as we're pursuing? One thing, like the first um, thing that Paul does, where he doesn't get bogged down by the past, our present is only has meaning in light of our future. The future, um, in chapter, not verse 11, chapter 11 would have been a long way away, but verse 11, Paul talks about the resurrection from the dead. And this is one of those future moments that we are straining towards as we continue. But 
the f our present has does not have much meaning if we don't go towards it towards that future uh, a second it motivates us to endure to the end the the future does the future that we hope for that future um, that we must endure to the end we persevere because we know that we will have communion with Christ when we get there and what a goal that is and um, a third goal third our goal is our goal is continuously what we will be not only what we have presently attained Paul never loses sight of the future even though he keeps on pushing towards the Paul never loses sight of the present even though he keeps on pushing towards the future um, in verse 16 where he says only let us hold fast to what we have attained it's um, It's the goal that motivates the journey. We don't start the journey unless we have the goal. And and the journey is actually the best part. Because we're not, it's not a goal that we're going towards. It's not just some crown waiting for us in heaven. It's the pursuit. It's the journey. It's coming alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ and journeying with them as well. Um, but we still have one goal. That is to reach um, full communion with Christ. Um, and to conclude, I'm going to read a segment from uh, one of John Wesley's sermons about the goal. This, this passage has particularly moved me. John Wesley says, Let it be observed, as this is the end, so it is the whole and sole end, for which every man and woman upon the face of the earth for which every one of you were brought into the world and endured with a living soul. soul. Remember, you were born for nothing else. You live for nothing else. Your life is continued to you upon the earth for no other purpose than this, that you may know, love, and serve God on earth and enjoy him to all eternity. Therefore, let your heart continually say, this one thing I do. Having one thing in view, remembering why I was born and why I am continued in life, I press on to the mark. I aim at the one end of my being, God. Even at God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He shall be my God forever and ever and my guide even until death. even until death.